0: kind of tune into the, the radio station that brings a lot of mirrors. Let's be real. And that is where all the growth begins because you're essentially doing what's called metacognition. You you become the cool kid when you tune in to your inner dialogue. This is a
1: normal natural adaptive part of the brain. It's it's the way in which we navigate through the world. All of us have, you know, this inner monologue or this inner conversation that we are having with ourselves at all times. Most of us are looking for hope, answers to the madness, certainty that we'll be okay, and someone safe to help guide us through the most challenging parts of our lives. In a world that's changing and evolving every single day, where chaos uncertainty and cycles we never chose wreak havoc on our lives it's easy to feel lost hopeless and scared of what the future will hold
0: evolve ventures is here to provide that hope direction and data-driven strategies to growth-minded human beings just like you every monday and thursdays where each new episode is filled with vulnerable stories, interesting lessons, and simple tools you can use that will help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be. My name is Emilia. And I'm Bianca. And as the co-founders of Evolve Ventures, we are so grateful to be a part of your evolution. Let's get into it. Hey,
1: everybody. It's Bianca. And it's Amelia. Welcome to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are helping growth-minded humans evolve by breaking one limiting belief at a time. We hope you enjoyed the last episode, number 251, Motivation Monday, How to Set Boundaries. For today, 252, are you tuning into your inner dialogue? (laughs)
0: So this episode came from one of many coaching calls that I've had, and I wanted to bring it into the fold because I think it's so important. Why do we need to care about our inner dialogue? And are we even tuning into that? And how the heck do we know when we are? That is something that comes up in almost every single call that I have with clients. And believe it or not, we're not really trained to tune into that. So I want all of us to, like, imagine a radio station. I'm a big metaphor kind of gal, and I know some of y'all are visual uh, people out there, so shout out to you. I want you to try to think about, for those of you who do have a radio or who did experience the radio, for example, if you're more of, like, a a Gen Z and the younger folk um, here, Gen Y's, too. It's like trying to tune into like a Spotify or podcast and all of a sudden, I know this is weird, but the Wi-Fi stops working and you're not getting the reception that you need, right? Like, so that's one of the challenges and kind of the metaphor that I'll bring forward for the radio station analogy. It's you're trying to have a message come through, but it's like breaking up. Definitely, you've had a phone call at at the very least to where it's been broken up. And why I use that analogy is because whenever I talk about the inner dialogue, it oftentimes is very much like tuning in to it. Oftentimes, we don't know it exists because no one really ever spoke about it in our upbringing. We don't know what the heck it is when we first learn about it. And then when we do learn about it, we're like, why do we need to tune into this? Why should we change the radio station and instead listening to what feels good, what sounds good, what is good, kind of tune into the the radio station that brings a lot of mirrors? Let's be real. And that is where all the growth begins because you're essentially doing what's called metacognition. You you become the cool kid when you tune in to <laughs> your inner dialogue? And, and B, I, w- I want to volley it over to you. How would you define your inner dialogue? Like what is inner dialogue? If we were to just start there so that maybe listeners who are joining us for the first time, or this is a concept that people want to revisit and go back to principles, fundamentals, they can kind of get a baseline high level definition, if you will, of what is an inner dialogue in the first place your
1: inner dialogue are the thoughts that are playing in your head. And no, this does not mean that you have schizophrenia and that you're having auditory hallucinations and delusions. This is a normal, natural, adaptive part of the brain. It's it's the way in which we navigate through the world. All of us have, you know, this inner monologue or this inner conversation that we are having with ourselves at all times, right? Like imagine you're at the store and you're picking between two different items. Mm. You're not saying it out loud, but in your mind, you're like, do I want this one or do I want this one? Well, this one has this and this one has that and this one's cheaper, but this one tastes better. So I'm going to go with the one that tastes better. (laughs) That's your inner dialogue. Mm. It's just, it's the inner conversation that we are having with ourselves. All day, every day. The problem with this and where the challenge arises is that number one, we are not conscious of this more often than not. And number two, aside from day to day little mini choices like what I had just said, our inner dialogue is really formed by the experiences that we have had in the past. And the beliefs that we've developed about ourselves. So, more often than not, with most people, our inner dialogue is really negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really destructive. It's really harmful because it's coming from all of these negative experiences that we've had that are shaping the ideas that we have about ourselves, about the world, about other people, and about how all of those things kind of interact with each other. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that I were to call Amelia. I pick up the phone. I call Amelia. Amelia doesn't answer it. Bring, bring. Just it's an objective situation, right? Until you take into account my past experiences. So let's say that I developed a belief over time that I'm not wanted. People don't care about me. People don't love me. Um, My friends are never there for me when I need them. So I call Amelia. She doesn't answer. What is my inner dialogue going to be? See, I knew it. She doesn't care about me. I thought we were friends. And now here she is not even answering the phone. What's wrong with me? Why does nobody love me? This This is evidence. This is proof. Now, obviously, that is not what happens now, just an example, but that is our inner dialogue. It's that conversation that we have with ourselves in the aftermath. After situations happen, in the middle of when situations are happening, before situations happen, it's happening constantly, all day, every day. Why is this important? Because it's dictating our entire life. Everything we do, everything we think, everything we say and don't say, all of our choices, everything comes down to this inner dialogue that we're having. And when we are not conscious of it, our life is being controlled by this thing that we're not even paying attention to. So our lives end up in places and going into directions that we don't want because we are not making conscious choices. We are making unconscious decisions by this unconscious narrative that we have that's running us and controlling our life.
0: Mm. And what I find to be extremely interesting about inner dialogue is, and so I've been studying human behavior, the inner world that we know it as to be where our thoughts, emotions, behavior, and how psychology impacts all of what we come to be since a very, very young age. So this has always intrigued me so much, especially when we talk about this, because inner dialogue, right, that inherently accepts that there are, quote unquote, voices in our head. And a lot of people have pathologized that. If we even just look back at psychology and our understanding of psychology and how that interplays with our, you know, well-being and immunology and whatnot, like it has been typically pathologized if you have an inner voice or if you hear an inner voice, then you need to go see a shrink as if that's a bad thing, right? So what I find that's so fascinating are there's certain people that actually have a lot of awareness around this inner concept of a dialogue. So there's inner parts of us that are having unconscious dialogues. And some of us have developed a skill set if it has been kind of passed down generationally to tune in and plug into that inner dialogue, oftentimes through examples like journaling or talking about your feelings or talking about what that inner world is when you're experiencing it, some families grow up and have that dialogue, bring that internal dialogue outwardly. So they express their feelings, they express their concerns, they express what pisses them off or bothers them instead of just keeps it right on in and when it comes to inner dialogue too we oftentimes what's fascinating is that ends up being crafted at a very 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 young age based off of what we hear our caregivers saying to about themselves and about the world hey
1: everybody my name is isaac and i have been a part of evolve for a little over a year now my experience with evolve has been nothing short of phenomenal The community, the Evolve Ventures Society, is just a group of people who are all like-minded and growth-oriented, and you can ask questions and um, get support from anyone, and you can share and be open, and that's what I really love about it. Emilia and Bianca have been nothing short of phenomenal, honestly. Uh, The amount they care about their team members and their mental well-being and their mental health and improving everyone's self-awareness. I could not have asked for a better place to be at right now in this point in my life. And yeah, keep evolving, everybody.
0: So what's mind-blowing about this is as you learn to kind of see where you land on the spectrum of whether or not you're tuning into your inner dialogue, start to kind of reflect upon your family. Are they, when you grew up with the caregivers that you had, were they outing, if you will, their inner world, their innermost expressions, their concerns, their beliefs, their thought patterns, their emotions? Did they share outwardly with you what was going on inside or did it all just get bottled up? Because mm-hmm. likely more often than not, what we find is that ha- like the importance of the inner dialogue is put on a pedestal if that's something that is valued in the family. So like EQ skill sets, if that's valued in the family, tends there tends to be a, I would say, positive correlation with inner dialogue, i.e. people experience and tune into their inner dialogue a little bit more. Whereas when I meet clients that, I notice they're not really even aware of their inner dialogue. They haven't been taught how to tune into that. They find themselves in places that they did not intend, doing things they didn't want to, with feelings that are uncomfortable because of the thoughts that are underneath it that they're not aware of. And so all of this is combined together, and oftentimes we end up in places that we're not really proud of as a result of the compound effect of that. And so kind of to to bring this episode into a really meat and potatoes area is, you know, asking yourself the question, where do you fall on the spectrum of tuning in to your inner dialogue? I know people like Bianca and I who are in this every single day in and day out, right? We love psychology. So we love learning about this stuff. And honestly, if we didn't, I don't know, B, if you and I would be very tuned in and plugged into what's going on in our inner worlds, right? So how can our listeners kind of think about the inner dialogue, not only number one, as being extremely important to tune into, but also number two, what they should do once they start hearing those voices and to work through what might be the automatic thought of like, well, that's scary because that, B, do you remember the first time you heard your inner dialogue? (gasps) Yeah, she was hurting. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tuning in for the first time is like, it's like, whoa, we need to turn that down a little bit and we just turn it all the way down. Some of us. Yeah, it's.
1: I love going through this exercise with clients, like when we start doing thought records and when I start having them tune into the um, just automatic thoughts that they're continuously having because. More often than not, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I talk to myself that way. I can't believe that that's the way that I think about things. Or I can't believe that, you know, this is how I keep seeing things happen because you can start seeing the patterns clear as day. You know, these types of situations lead to these types of thoughts with these types of emotions. And I always end up responding this way. When you can start getting really clear on what is the way that I keep finding myself thinking, what are those thoughts that I'm continuously having, and what is the impact of those thoughts, then you can start to really make those changes and start to you know, challenge those thoughts. Is this really true? Is this right for me? Even if it is true, do I want to do this behavior? Do I want to feel this way? Do I want to go down this path? As opposed to more of like stimulus response, like this happens and then I automatically respond this way, which is where most of us are until we start getting clear on what these thoughts are. So in starting to wrap up this episode, what I would say is... Start a journaling practice. Start writing out your thoughts on the day-to-day. When you can start to, you know, pen to paper, actually acknowledge, just kind of free form what's popping up in your mind, it'll give you the opportunity to then start doing it in the moment. In the moment-to-moment, okay, what am I thinking? What just came up in my head? Was it a thought? Was it an image? Was it a memory? Was it an idea? Was it a word? What is that thing that just popped up? And then you'll start getting really good at being able to start or continue identifying and identifying and identifying. And when you get really good at identifying, then you can start changing. So are you tuning into your inner dialogue? For most people, the answer is probably no. And that's okay. None of us were taught to. It's fine. None of our parents knew how to do that. They didn't know what that was. It's only recently becoming a thing. So if you want to start getting good at this, start by journaling your thoughts, writing them down. Start getting good at, you know, checking in with yourself. And then over time, this will start becoming more of a conscious thing
0: that you do. Mm-hmm. And one of the benefits that I really want to share to close this episode out is when you. So the skill set is really what we're talking about of tuning into your inner dialogue. When you work towards cultivating that skill set, which is an incredible skill, you have the opportunity to give yourself feedback as to if you want to choose that again, because wherever there's an inner dialogue, there's like likely also emotions. And where there's thoughts and emotions, there's likely behaviors that end up happening as a result of them. It's like their child of thoughts and emotions become behaviors, right? So when you can give yourself that gift, that skill, developing, tuning into your inner dialogue, you can give yourself that gift of choosing better for yourself so that you can put yourself in a better situation, whether that be emotionally, whether that be through your thoughts whether that be through your belief systems and thus whether that be your behaviors or not. And I think that that's really, really empowering. That's where a lot of people who struggle to feel like they're in control of their life, that's where all of this, all of this has so much glory and gold in it and can shift that sense of control that some of us might not feel inwardly. And when we can have that level of control over ourselves and influence over ourselves, We have a much better fighting chance at really having a better life. And this can go into so many different conversations that we're not going to spin off into, but trust me, it is a game changer when you can tune into that inner dialogue and do that better and better every single day. The goal is to get better, not to judge yourself for the fact that you might not be tuning into your inner dialogue. Because again, what Bianca said, None of us were really ever taught this unless you are, you know, in nose deep in the psychology books, the neuroscience, all that jazz, you know, we weren't taught this stuff. So give yourself that break so that you can start today. All right. So my final takeaway is exactly what I just said. Start today on tuning in to your inner dialogue. And if you struggle with that, reach out for support from Bianca or myself. We would love to hear from you. And my episode suggestion, if you want to continue this journey, is 222. What are your parts and why do they matter? Beep. Hmm.
1: Episode suggestion is 225, Motivation Monday, How to Use Your Resources to Cope Better. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: We know firsthand how important it is to have a safe space with people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. What's great too is that you don't even need to have your camera or mic on, you can just listen in. Click the link in the show notes to register for the next topic to kickstart your growth.
1: Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every Friday at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a place where you can connect with us live and in a fun, lighthearted way. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses, and these are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. If this episode
0: resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, Please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion.
1: This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.